Good Morning from Skift. It's Friday, December 23rd in New York City. For daily updates in your inbox, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com daily. Support for this podcast and the following message come from TD Ameritrade. Everything is customizable these days. Your trading platform can be too. With Thinkorswim, you can customize screeners, charting, and stock forecasts so the market is always tailored to you. You can get started at tdameritrade.com slash thinkorswim. And now, here's what you need to know about the business of travel today. As good as the news was for U.S. airlines with additional aid as part of the $900 billion COVID-19 relief package approved by Congress on Monday, a stark reality awaits, writes airline reporter Edward Russell. The package doles out $15 billion in additional payroll support to airlines that will see them bring back the more than 30,000 employees who were involuntarily furloughed after October 1st. These are furloughs that occurred when Congress failed to extend the provision in the first Federal Coronavirus Aid Package, or CARES Act, by its September 30th expiry. But even with the hard-won relief, the economic impact of the pandemic will still loom large over the airline industry. Passenger numbers remain at historic lows at the beginning of the Christmas and New Year's travel season, and all-important goal of stemming the red on airlines' balance sheets by eliminating daily losses, or cash burn, continues to be pushed back. On Monday, United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby put the situation bluntly in a memo on the additional aid to staff. While thanking legislators for the relief, the airline will only be able to recall the nearly 13,500 staff it furloughed on a temporary basis, they said, citing the weak travel market. Next, hospitality reporter Cameron Sparrance writes that the hotel investment narrative since March is one of dried-up bank lending, and the only deals getting done are the ones that were underway since well before the pandemic began. But money appears to be trickling back into the hotel sector— Hotel occupancy rates and revenue plummeted this year and, while they began a summer recovery, are once again retreating due to rising case counts around the world. This volatility nixed deals in the planning stages where developers were beginning to seek construction loans, but it also threw a giant question mark around how to value an existing property, screeching the hotel investment sales market to a halt. That appears to be in the rear view, at least in some sectors. For example, CBRE Hotels in early November secured $170 million in financing for the Newport Beach Hotel and Spa in Southern California, billed as the largest single-asset U.S. hotel transaction since the beginning of the pandemic. Finally, we end with lessons learned about how Facebook handled travel for its workers during the pandemic. It leaned heavily on different sources of truth to manage the coronavirus crisis at the start of the year, including the advice of one doctor who called the pandemic before it was officially recognized, writes corporate travel editor Matthew Parsons. What proved to be extremely valuable was a trusted partner in the Asia-Pacific region that, at the start of the year, flagged the outbreak to Facebook's security leadership team— Facebook also relied on medical experts, including health and security services firm International SOS, whose global medical director said back channels of communication and private-public partnerships were key to help form policies, including travel, to ensure employees are safe and help ensure vaccinations are rolled out. For more travel stories, head to skift.com. To find these stories and more insight into the business of travel, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com daily. Thank you.